Geico Motorcycle. The Sports Blast. But when they say 17% body fat, do they mean 27? Because that's what I'm looking at. I think they mean 17% in his ass cheeks. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. Third and final hour here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. Coming at you live from the mall at Rockingham Park. Here in Salem, New Hampshire, we're here for the 11th annual Macy's Shop for a Cause. Great event here. It benefits a bunch of charities. A lot of fun stuff happening here. We're here. There's a DJ on the other side of Macy's. There's popcorn, There's too. popcorn, There's face painting. There's the restroom. You can smell the popcorn. There's wedding cake here. There's, There's a barbershop quartet roaming around. They just sang. Uh, they sang to us. Yeah, they sang. Well, not to us. But <laughs> they us. did. They did bring <laughs> us back from one I of like the breaks. I like to think that they sang to us, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a song about Mary Lou. So it's any Mary Lou's out us. there or anyone who's dating a Mary Lou out there definitely enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just been awesome down here. Everyone's having a good time. Uh, and we want to remind everybody that you know not only are you do are you coming down here shopping for a good cause, but you can come down here and enjoy the twenty five percent off sale that's going on. Uh, there's whales tail tickets, there's canopy lake tickets, there's loon mountain passes, and that's the uh, summertime pass. It's not uh, a ski pass or anything like that, but there's a whole bunch of cool stuff that goes on at Loon Mountain all year round. So you can come down, you can have a chance to get some of those tickets. And, uh, again, it's just been a great time. And it's time. going through tomorrow, too, so it, it doesn't end today. Right, it's not over. Here, and we're going to be here back tomorrow, not us, but Sunday sit-down. Yeah. It's going to be here doing a show. That's right. So, so ESPN New Hampshire will also be here tomorrow. Uh, Sunday sit-down is going to be doing their show. So we urge everybody, come down here. It's a perfect day to spend some money. Have a good time. Uh, and, again, all the money that you end up spending will go to a great cause. So you got to come down to Macy's. We're here at... Uh, the uh, Rockingham Park in Salem. Uh, mall at so Rockingham Park. Mall right at Rockingham I keep Park wanting to say the Rockingham Park Mall, but... Right, yeah, uh, yeah it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's the same thing. Everyone knows what we're talking about. It doesn't about. really matter. And everyone loves free stuff. I mean, we got those tickets, of course. To oh, yeah, stop yeah. on by. We're, we're situated right outside Macy's on the second floor, yeah. so come yeah, say hi, just not while we're on the air. ESPN <laughs> New Hampshire koozies you could grab and uh, mm-hmm. nice little Patriots schedule. Mm-hmm. I actually need one of those. So, so you'll <laughs> know when the Patriots are playing and you'll be able to keep your hand nice and uh, comfortably warm while drinking your beer while watching the Patriots. Sure. I want to remind everyone, uh, by the way, that at 120 we'll be doing our normal segment five questions. Yep. Uh, this yep. one will be hosted by me, so it'll obviously be one of our better five questions here on the Sports Blast. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> wow, That's a brag. Right? Talk about uh, a little bit of humility. <laughs> Before we get to that, guys, I want to get back into the Red Sox uh, here as they wrap up August, heading into September. They're one game out of first place in the division, yep. locked into the wild card battle as well. Mm-hmm. This is about the time that they screw things up. Yes, they Especially do. under John Farrell. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, how confident are we right now that I'm John Farrell is going to kind of keep them in it here? I don't think that September. John Farrell's had any sort of impact on how this team has played. I really don't. He might as well have not been there all year. <laughs> he, seriously. It probably would have been better. I, I think, I, and that's up for debate. Honestly, I think this team has won in spite of him. I don't see that stopping. I, I do like the position that they're in right now. It's obviously a pretty tight race where you're a game in front of Baltimore for that top wild card spot, and you're only a game behind Toronto. So it's going to be a battle coming down the stretch where they're going to play a couple games against both teams. Uh, they've got AL East opponents. All through September. It's not going to be easy. I said something yesterday, and I kind of want to get your opinion on it. I said, what if you took the temperament of John Farrell, which Mm. I like in terms of just being a good clubhouse guy and earning the respect of his players. I don't know that. And you meshed it 
with a guy like Joe Madden, then you'd have like a really, really good manager. Or you could just no, take Joe I mean, Madden because Joe he's Madden. got everything. Exactly. Yeah. Like Joe Madden, you can't even you don't mesh Joe Madden with anything else. I don't think. But uh, I mean, I don't know how good he is with the players. I think the players like him because he polishes, uh, you know, every single turd that gets dropped by this team, and he's good at it. He really is. And you know why else they like him? Because he followed Bobby Valentine. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you can't That's get much why worse. Any, any person that follows Bobby Valentine is immediately going to earn the respect of their players. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think that there may have been some Bobby Valentine fallout, and maybe John Farrell has been in the good graces of this team for a while. But, w- I mean, it's a totally different team from when he first took over, too. So the team that's in place right now, that's a good point. not all of them know what Bobby Valentine was like. Right, you know? those guys are gone. A lot of them know what Tori Lavulo is like last year, and I think a lot of them liked playing for Lavulo a hell of a lot more than they liked playing for Farrell. So I don't know how much of a great uh, uh, player-manager John Farrell is. I don't think he's a good manager at all. He's already been in-game. Well, we all agree that he's a horrible in-game manager. One of the worst I've ever seen. I don't think he's that great of a player manager. So you don't think he's necessarily a guy that's sort of like a clubhouse glue as a manager? No. No, I don't think. I mean, maybe a little bit, but he's not like one of those guys that. Like a Terry Francona or a Joe. Yeah, he's not up there with the greatest uh, clubhouse managers of all time or anything like that. This is a guy that might have one area of strength, and that's making his players feel like they're special. It's like, okay, fine, that's great, but you suck at managing in games. You've got to be better at that. And even when he does make them feel special, he does it to a point where he overdoes it, and he coddles his players, and that's something that Terry Francona was also guilty of doing. Well, and I want to give him a little bit of credit because I think this year, he actually did sort of call out uh, a couple players on a couple of different occasions. Clay, uh, Buckles. Clay Buckles was a great instance, uh, and that's an easy one. Let's be serious. If you're going to call somebody out on this team, Clay Buckles is the easy target. David Price. David Price, I think, uh, you know, he's alluded to right. a couple times. And then like, more you know, recently, we haven't gotten the best out of him. More he's, recently, Heath Henry. Where he's he called out his players. When Heath Henry dropped that ball in Tampa to drop that first game of the last two that they lost uh, at the Trop, mm-hmm. he said after the game, that's a routine play. Right. You gotta, and that's essentially him saying, Heath, you got to make that play. But again, that's an easy one. I, I that's gave, an easy one to call out. Yeah, I've gave Farrell um, criticism in the past, but I'm, I guess, giving him more respect as a manager just because he is stepping forward. In regards to the Christian Vasquez of the world, mm-hmm. the Clay Buckholz, David Price, um, in game managing, we know what he's about. He's not the greatest. He's bad. Um, Subpar. But I think he still re- gets respect in the clubhouse. And yeah, I, I, no, he's I a agree. good guy. I think I mean, that he's the players do like, like him. him. But I don't. I don't know. Again, like, how do you explain then the tear that this team went on last year when Lavulo took over? Well, yeah. could you explain maybe that? Uh, I don't know, maybe his cancer had something to do with it. Maybe they were playing for him for that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that was the reason. But maybe they were saying, like, hey, let's rally around this. Let's play for John. I don't know if that was the case. Maybe Lavilla was just a better manager. Yeah, and and again, maybe uh, some of the mistakes that he makes as an in-game manager, it's, it's gotten lost on us that this team is in a playoff spot. You know, I, I think that a lot of the mistakes of the prior two seasons where you end up in last place, Uh, You know, that's still a sore spot for a lot of Red Sox fans. We want to see this team succeed on a consistent basis. And I don't think that many Red Sox fans believe, and I don't know if Dave Dombrowski believes, that John Farrell is the guy that's going to create the consistency you want year after year with a young team. Now, now especially if you remember when Bogarts was coming up, he almost ruined Xander Bogarts by moving him over to third base and acquiring uh, Stephen Drew and putting him at shortstop. I don't think that he... Uh, trains up these young but, but, players but very well. But was that really Farrell going out and getting Stephen Drew back, or was that more Sherrington? You didn't have to play him, though. You, you never had to do that. You know, if Stephen Drew was going to come back to your team, 
And you've got a young shortstop whose confidence might be skewered a little bit by putting a guy like Steven Drew at short and moving him over to third. You just can't make that choice. You know, so I think young players, I don't know if John Farrell is any good with young players. Most, most managers know how to handle veteran players. Most managers know how to cater to veteran players. So the veterans, fine. He's probably great with them. But at the same time, he mismanages so many games, you know, within the game. How can you keep this guy around as a manager for longer than the rest of the season? And in that scenario, you know, we're kind of seeing him grow upon that because Andrew Benatendi has now played, right? Yeah, but he, that's, he, a, he, that's he, a farm system sort of development. You know, he's great because their farm system is good. Well, it's not, not because of John Farrell. No, but my point is, you know, uh, Alexander Bogarts got, you know, put on the bench because mm-hmm. Stephen Drew. I think there's a little development growing where Farrell's playing younger guys. Sure, sure. Because who was the third baseman? Because that's uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Who, I'm saying who was the third baseman when Alexander Bogarts was at shortstop? Middlebrooks. Middlebrooks. Right. Couldn't you put Stephen Drew at third base over Middlebrooks? Totally. That's the point I'm trying but, but, to make. But yeah, I think the problem. Look, it was kind of a twofold issue. Xander Bogarts was horrible defensively at the time. And they moved him to third base to address that need, and they went out and got Stephen Drew, who was a better glove at shortstop. Right. However, oh, that was a bad doing, in it doing was. that, they destroyed Xander Bogart's confidence. At least for a because little while. Because essentially it was saying, we don't trust you defensively at shortstop. And you know what? Xander Bogart has turned into a gold glove caliber shortstop since so, then. So you might actually be since able to then. make the argument that... <laughs> Maybe that spurred Bogarts a little bit to become a, a better defensive shortstop. Maybe. And he has. But it, I also it think it, it came very close to ruining sure. Xander Bogarts. Yes. So, uh, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe, we can, uh, maybe we've been too hard on John Farrell. No. All right? Maybe we, we've been we, a little too hard on No, he's, he's had his chances. But I mean, like, the, the dumbest thing that he's done maybe in his entire tenure with the Red Sox here as the manager is the Stephen Wright thing. Pinch running him at second base. That's when I said, I'm done. That's I'm not done. the do dumbest that? thing he's what, ever what, done. What would you say is dumber? Would you say that the Stephen Drew Xander Bogarts thing is dumber? I don't know. There's, there's, no, no, not necessarily. I mean, I think that's one thing where you could have ruined a young player. There's multiple uh, Absolutely, cases, that was so. bad. But there's so many in-game mismanagement decisions that he's made. I, I, I don't trust him. In, it's almost like Buckles. I don't trust him in a tight spot. I really don't, to make the right decision. No, We've I, seen it over the past couple of weeks with their relievers. The bullpen has been mismanaged more than any part of this team. You know, to come out with Tozawa in that game against Detroit was not only dumb, but you left him in there for three batters, three straight hits, you give up a run, then you bring in Ziegler, who's a pitch-to-contact hitter with the bases loaded. The guy also is a guy who doesn't throw strikes. He gets strikeouts, he gets ground balls, because the ball looks like a strike when it's coming in because of the arm angle and the action on the ball. If you know your staff, you're knowing that you can't bring a pitch-to-contact hitter or a guy that's going to walk somebody with the bases loaded. You just don't do it. That's a stupid decision. He and does that far too often with the bullpen. He makes bad, yeah. poor choices. And to that point, John Farrell is a pitching coach, right? He's a pitching manager. You know, they have Carl Willis. Mm-hmm. They have Chili Davis. Chili Davis has been a phenomenal batting coach, teaching you know the guys really how to swing the bat. And then they have Toy Lovello, right? So I look at Toy Lovello, Carl Willis, and Chili Davis mm-hmm. as being the manager of this team, mm-hmm. okay? Because I don't look at John Farrell as being the Farrell's manager. Farrell's just the team. face of it. He's the face, exactly right. The decisions come from each department. Mm-hmm. I fully believe that because I think Dombrowski's saying, you know what, guys? You guys can't listen to this guy anymore because he's not a good manager. And Dombrowski has his eyes on one guy. We don't know who it, who is who who it is. I have a yet. strong feeling it's Jim Leland. Uh, so, but, but the result's going to come in the end, right? Right, right. And it's either going to be do you roll with Farrell, or 
do you shy away from Farrell? And in this case, I don't think he's gaining respect from his managers. I think he's gaining respect from his um, players. But I don't think Maybe. he's getting respect from the GM or the, the VP. I mean, what are you doing with Rick Porcello the other night against Tampa Bay? You know, he's thrown almost a career-high amount of pitches. And you bring him out for the eighth inning to face Longoria. Fine. That's, I, don't, I don't hate that decision. But when you give up the home run and you've now thrown more pitches than you've thrown in, in this entire season, now a season high in pitches for Porcello, Longoria hits that bomb. You take him out. Why? Because the next guy's a lefty who had no success against uh, Robbie Ross, who was warm in the bullpen. He was ready to go. Instead, you leave him out there against a guy that went 4 for 12 in his career against Rick Porcello, and three of those four hits were extra base hits. Right. Yep. And what happens? Lucky he hits, a, he hits a bomb to the wall. Yep. You know, and, and that's a decision that luckily didn't bite him in the ass, but it's a poor decision by Farrell. He's mismanaged his starters in some ways. We, we talked about it with David Price. You know, leaving him in, not leaving him in in certain situations. It seems like it almost never works out with Price. He gets into the late innings. You take him out, you put the, the bullpen arms in, and they blow it. Or you leave David Price in too long, and he blows it. It's like he has no feel for when his pitchers should be coming out, what pitchers should be going in. And, and that's a huge problem because he does have the final say. He's the guy that makes the decision when the pitchers are going to be pulled what pitchers are going in. And, Dave, I totally agree with that because I think Dabrowski sees the mistake that he's making, not the result. It's the decision that he's right. making, the initial, the initial reason for a, a guy to bench you know, Sandy Leone, a guy to pinch run Stephen Wright. Right. He's not looking at the result because the results happen, okay? Stephen Wright, he got injured on his own. Mm-hmm. But the decision to put Stephen Wright at second. Horrible. The decision to um, you know, put... Uh, I don't know. There's been multiple situations. And I understand that the Stephen Wright thing, when you pinch run Stephen Wright at second base, he's probably thinking to himself, well, what can go wrong here? He's going to stand at second base. The worst that's going to happen is you've got to run 90 feet to third and then 90 feet to home. It's 180 feet, though, for something to go wrong. It didn't even take that much. All right? it, <laughs> it took four feet. It took four feet <laughs> trying to get back to second base for him to tweak something where he's now not pitching for three weeks. Yeah. If if Something can go wrong. Do not pinch. It's just like it's unheard of to me. By the way, I don't think I've ever seen a starting pitcher, a consistent starting pitcher, who's one of the staples of your rotation this year, go out and pinch run. It's I, happened, but in the National League, you yeah. never see it, it with an American it League rarely team. Rarely happens in the American League, and and you know what? You're not going to see a starting pitcher who's been one of your more consistent right. pitchers, even in the National League, go out there and pinch run. It doesn't happen now. That one I don't even blame him as much for because it's like, yeah, what can go wrong? It's, it's second to home. Yeah. That's the most he has to do. But you know what? That's not the point. Something could have gone wrong, and that and something did. did go wrong. I just remember watching that game, and when he put him out at second, I just went, oh, no. Yeah. Like, like no, no, something's, something's going to happen You here. have that <laughs> ominous feeling like, wow, he doesn't – because you look at Stephen Wright at second base, he doesn't even look like he belongs out there, right? Like, yeah. you're looking at Stephen Wright, and you're like, oh, geez, like, he doesn't even look comfortable standing at second base. Why? Because he's not a base runner. He's a pitcher, and he's one of your better ones. You need to protect those guys. Same way that, you know, again, that, that one burns him, yeah. okay? The game against Detroit, bringing Tozawa in. Instead of putting Ziegler out there to open up the eighth, who's your contact pitcher, you let Tozawa go out there who's been floundering, and what does he do? He flounders. 
and uh, you bring out Ziegler with the bases loaded. Again, such an error because he's a pitch-to-contact pitcher. So that one burns him. The Red Sox end up dropping that game 4-3. to three. And I, I think Now, the one the other day against yes. Tampa, it doesn't burn him. It doesn't burn him. But you're right, Mark. Dombrowski's not looking and saying, hey, you know what? That worked out. He's saying, that could have went horribly wrong. Yes. Because those decisions are not intelligent decisions made by John Farrell. Sometimes you get burned. Sometimes you don't. But if he's going to continue to make decisions where the possibility is there for him to get burned... Yeah, you've got to get rid of the guy. And I think it's one of the main reasons that John Farrell is not Dombrowski's guy. And I think it's one of the main reasons, no matter how far the Red Sox go this year, he's gone after this year. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to keep this guy around. The, the mismanagement in-game decisions have been poor across the board for John Farrell all year. Yes. All right, so it's, it's just time. It's time for a new guy. I think if Dombrowski had the opportunity, he would have brought in a new uh, manager this year, a guy that he trusts. Nothing changes if, if Farrell's still manager. Right. Nothing changes. Right. All right, quick break here on the Sports Blast. We will be back with five questions. Don't go anywhere. ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, celebrating 10 years as Manchester's sports station. We all have our mountains, the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. Do you have a flooring project in mind? Then let the experts at Divine Flooring partner with you to get the job done. Divine Flooring is committed to providing their customers with the best advice and products at the best prices. From carpet to hardwood to tile and stone, Divine Flooring will help you obtain a beautiful new floor that will last a lifetime. Plus, they have a huge selection of area rugs in stock at all times. Come experience the Divine difference. You'll be floored. Located right on Route 101 in Wilton. Call 603-654-5400 or visit divineflooring.com. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or baskimaging.com. And now unique landscapes right here in Mount Vernon remind Americans to remember and honor our troops and veterans for a job well done. Unique landscapes is your full service and install expert. If you or a loved one is disabled or is a former military personnel struggling with PTSD, look to unique landscapes for their special therapeutic design. Call 603-554-7445. 603-554-7445. That's Unique Landscapes, proudly saluting our heroes. They're people who care. Let your search for Mazda and Subaru dealers begin and end with North End Subaru Mazda. Only 20 miles from Nashua, North End Mazda in Lunenburg has the best deals in the area. With Mazda 3s and Subaru Forester, both leaders in their class, and a giant pre-owned inventory. To look at their weekly specials, give them a call at 888-805-1469 today. They're just a click away at buynorthendmazda.com. For our troops and their families, the military is more than a career. It's a journey. 
And every step along the way, the USO is there. It's an experience that that soldier will never forget. That's what the USO does. Be a part of their journey. Donate today at USO.org. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Patriots were on the road last night for preseason game number three. They topped the Panthers 19-17. We got to see a little bit from all three quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo started the game. He went 9 of 15 for 57 yards, no touchdowns and no interceptions. Tom Brady, just 3 of 9 for 76 yards, but he did connect with Chris Hogan for a touchdown. Jacoby Brissett went a perfect 9 of 9 passing for 85 yards and a touchdown. Stephen Goskowski missed two field goals in the victory, and the Pats' defense ended up with three interceptions. Next up for the Pats, they take on the Giants at MetLife Stadium on Thursday before traveling to Arizona to kick off the regular season on September 11th. Stephen Wright made his first start in just over three weeks last night against Kansas City. It did not go great. He gave up two homers and five earned runs in just the first inning, and despite a five-hit night for Mookie Betts, the Sox offense stranded 12 base runners on the way to a 6-3 loss to the Royals, their third straight defeat. With the loss, Wright falls to 13-6 on the year. Sox are now one game back of Toronto for the top spot in the AL East. They're one game up on Baltimore for the top wildcard spot. The team will try and bounce back tonight. It'll be David Price on the mound against Royals lefty Danny Duffy. First pitch from Fenway Park is at 7-10. You can hear the call of that game right here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from Macy's Inside the Mall at Rockingham Park in Salem right now. Just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Well, wait, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. It's time for five questions. Five is right up. Man, let me ask you something. I got a question. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. You don't have to answer the question. I'll answer the question. 900 AM Nashua. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. Calm down. 1250 AM Manchester. What did you say? And ESPNNHradio.com. Thank you for all your cooperation. Welcome back to the Sports Blast here on ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com live from the mall at Rockingham Park in Salem, New Hampshire. It is time for five questions, and I have this edition. So, Brian, question number one, please. Brady going long and right. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch. Hogan for the touchdown. 33 yards. All right, I'm assuming the buzzer went. No, it's going now. It's going now? (laughs) <laughs> All right, I think we just missed it a little bit. Okay, there. we might have but missed it a little bit. Sorry, it's getting a little loud here at Macy's. But uh, question number one, given the way Clay Buckholz has pitched recently and given his team-friendly contract, I already know where Dave is going with this one, but hmm. would you consider picking up his $13.5 million option next year? We kind of answered it early on, but I didn't know we were going to go in that direction. But there is reason to believe that they will. Well, yeah, they'll pick it up and then hopefully get rid of him. Okay, let me, let me rephrase the question. Would you be open to them picking it up and starting the season with Clay Buckholz and no. hoping he gets off to his No, I'm not open to this that. Absolutely, you have to get rid of him. You have to get rid of him because if you give him another chance to pitch next year, guess what? He might suck again. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't, you don't want that to happen. I'm sorry, his value, again, we say this every time he starts going on a hot streak. His value goes up, pull the trigger on a trade. 
do it this offseason. You know, pitch him till the end of the regular season. Hopefully he continues this run and doesn't fall apart before the postseason. Yeah. But, you know, he's going to fall apart at some point. You can't let it be at the beginning of the next year, next year after you pick up his option and then you're stuck with Clay Buckles for another season? No, thank you. Let him pitch well for the duration of the regular season here. <laughs> let his value go up. Pick up the option. Get him out of here. Dave is done with him. So I'm done with him. I'm not, I'm not being fooled by Buckles anymore. Yeah, it's just not a chance because where he is right now, he, he's, he's in his comfort zone, so he's actually more important to another team. So have him go over to another team. See what he can do. He'll probably be great in a small market. He needs to change the scenery. Send him to Miami. Send him to an San NL Diego. An NL ballpark would be great for him, especially Bigger like ballpark, a, a like Petco Park or something. You know, any team where he can just sort of, you know, not be in the spotlight. Yes. Where Seems. there's no pressure, there's no expectation. You know, he wants to be in one of those ballparks where you look around and it's way more empty seats than actual people. Boston needs to say goodbye. <laughs> That's what he needs. Boston <laughs> needs to say goodbye to Clay Buckles. That's just how it is. All right, Brian, what is your answer? I I say keep him. I, I say well, why not? Why not? Oh. Why not keep a guy who could give you long innings out of the bullpen, uh, and maybe You're give crazy. you a spot start every once in a while. Because we know how bad he is. Uh, it, we know right how inconsistent he is. Uh, we don't. Uh, right. He's never really truly been bad until this past season. Yeah, I'm kind of siding with Brian uh, in a weird way. And I, look, I hate Buckles as much as you do, Dave. But trust me. But I don't think you do. I, I, you you want to keep him. <laughs> no, I'm keeping him because I know that he can be good at times, and I want to exploit that in a trade. Yeah, so and do I'm it. Win, and look, do it now. Team, it's a do team it now. Yeah, but you're really going to get a lot out of him? I'm just saying it's $13.5 million. It's team-friendly. It's one more year. I want to get rid of him as bad as you do. But how, but how I just many times have we said that when the when the iron's hot with him, you, you've you got to get rid of him? You've well, this is the, the last club option you have. If it doesn't work this time, he's gone regardless. So been, why not, yeah, but how why long not right been now? Saying that? Like, why not pick up the option in the offseason and then trade him because he's pitching well right this minute? Because we know that come this time next year, who knows what he's going to be pitching like at the beginning of next season. Okay. Guys, but we all agree that they are going to pick up the option. I think so. To, I think they will try and pick up the option and no, trade him. No. And Mark's like, screw it. Just let him go. You're forgetting the past. We've said this before. I think See that's ya. what they'll try and do, Goodbye. though. Goodbye. So, <laughs> right. yeah, Mark would just be happy to get rid of him. He might hate <laughs> buckles more than anyone. Anyway. I hate All right, Brian. Uh, Brian, question number two, please. Brady going long and right. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch, Hogan for the touchdown, 33 yards. All right, so between Rick Porcello and Stephen Wright, in your opinion, guys, who has had the more impressive season? It's not even a question. Yeah, it's not a question. Not anymore. It was a question <laughs> like two months ago, but Rick Porcello. Yeah, I think you could still make an argument that given the expectations coming into this season that it's been Stephen Wright. I don't think so because, because from Stephen, Stephen, Wright? Stephen Wright is a guy that – can't pitch when it's too hot. He can't pitch when it's raining even a little bit. If there's a drizzle, he can't throw the knuckleball. <laughs> he, he hasn't been out there for the past three weeks for whatever injury it was that he got trying to get back to second base. He's a little soft. Rick Porcello has been the guy this year, all right? He's gone out there, and he's pitched every situation he's needed to. And any time that he's gotten into a situation where he's struggling a little bit on the mound, he writes it the very next inning. That guy's got some cojones, okay? I want him over Stephen Wright any day of the week. Yeah, I'll take Brett Porcello. He brings that consistency on the mound every time. He's really good at home, and he's a road warrior too at, at, at points. So I want him on the mound maybe in a playing game 
you know, when, when they're in a wild card spot, or I want him playing in game two if they're at home. Yeah, he's been he's been nails, man. Brian, who's been better in your opinion, Porcello or Wright? Rick Porcello. He's on he's on pace right now to have the first 21, uh, 20 win season for the Red Sox since Josh Beckett. I remember that season, 2007. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I mean, this is one of those cases where the win total is actually going to reflect how the pitcher played all year long. You right. know, so I don't always put a lot of stock into how many wins a pitcher ends up with at the end of the season, but this year, if he gets 20 wins, that's well earned, honestly. It is. And I and I know I said this was a debate like a couple months ago. It was. It wasn't for me personally because again, I'll take any guy with good stuff over a knuckleballer any day of the week. All right, Brian. Question number three. Brady going long and right. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch. Hogan for the touchdown. 33 yards. Believe it or not, guys, Ryan Lochte will star on Dancing with the Stars because that's apparently how we re reward bad behavior in our country. Oh, joy. Yeah, if you disgrace no, our nation, congratulations. You get to compete on a popular reality game he show. He is a scintillating character that people li like to hate at this point. So, yeah, put him on TV and, uh, you know, they'll get some ratings out of that. Oh, totally. she, she apologized. I'm not buying it. And we, we, we all know he didn't write that. Apology. We all know he didn't write no. that apology. You know, that was his publicist. You ever see him, uh, you know, with his shoe line? Yes. Okay, he was standing next to his shoe, uh, to his entire closet full closet. of shoes. Yep. And he said something like, I designed these shoes myself from the bottom to the very sole to the top. He couldn't even remember all the parts of shoes that he designed standing next to hundreds of shoes. He's arguably He's the an most idiot. foolish He's a moron. insanity guy I've ever met. Which is like, it's too bad because like he used to be like just a lovable, dumb merman, right? Like that's what, that's what he was. He was a swimmer that we liked. To be like, okay, I've never he, heard Ryan he's, Lochte he's like winning. <laughs> he's winning gold medals. You know what? He's an idiot, but he's fun. He's and now he's just a liar. I've, he's been I, ruined for I, us. I've never heard him described as a lovable dumb merman. Well, I love yeah, that. how could you have is. hated him before all of oh, this? Like he's you he couldn't. was so dumb that you had to think he was a lovable person. So my now question, he's, now my, he's just a liar. <laughs> my question to you guys is: Power of shoes. If you were in his shoes and uh, you were starring on Dancing with the Stars, who's your dance partner? Oh jeez! Oh, wow. um, um, trying to think. Put you guys on the spot. Well, I'm trying wow. to think of actresses that have been in like dancing oh, movies, who's, uh, like Jessica Alba. But then uh, that was a while ago. She was in that movie, Yanni. Who's the girl that's in um, Modern Family? Oh, the one that's like a, bo a box of baby Cheez-Its. I want a salsa. Dance I don't know what's with her. her name. Oh, I want um, a salsa. Dance. Ver oh Sophia Vergara. Okay, I totally Sophia Vergara. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah, a little, a little salsa dance. She's like 45 though. I don't know if she could do that's Dancing fine. with the Stars. Jennifer Anderson. Did she do it? I don't know. Jennifer <laughs> Anderson. I, I mean, sure. Yeah, I don't know if she can dance. I, mine would be before Brian answers. I'd go with Shakira. Are you kidding me? Hips yeah, don't right? lie. Hips don't lie. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, she wouldn't be on that show. That's true. She's, she's too she's much of a star. She's actually famous. She's yeah. too much it's, of a star. It's one of the funny things about that show. It's like Dancing with the Stars, but no one who's it's on it is actually. celebrities. Yeah, exactly. Like, no one on that show is actually a It's star. like you're, you're kind of famous from like 15 years ago and you're trying to get back. Like Tara Reid. She yeah. would do Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Give me Julianne Hoff, too. Who? Okay. Julianne Hoff. Oh, Julianne Hoff. Okay. Yeah, right? Like Lindsey Vaughn or something like sure. that would be a good show. She's a gymnast. I'm sure she can dance. Brian? Uh, question. Can I use one of the dancers from Dancing with the Stars? One of the actual dance partners? I guess That's kind of so. lame, but yeah, sure. Go ahead. Cheryl Burke. Cheryl Burke is a phenomenal dancer, and I can't really Cheryl dance. Cheryl <laughs> I need to be taught really well how to dance. <laughs> 
Okay, fair enough. Uh, That's a good answer. That's Al- a good answer. Alex we'll take Morgan, it. too. Oh, I love Alex Remember Morgan. Remember when Gronk was going to do it? Yeah. I still want him to. Why? That'd be phenomenal. Man, he, he, he's so brittle. Oh, come on, he's dancing. Yeah, exactly. Dude, have you seen that show? Some of the dance That's moves true. they do, I couldn't do those dance moves. That's a good point. I don't want Gronk that trying to dance point. during the offseason. He's going to break something, and we'll never see him catch a touchdown pass again. Isn't Jerry Rice doing the dance with the stars currently? Maybe. Jerry Rice. Make sure he finds his uh, stickums so that he doesn't lose his dance partner. All I know is that the female counterpart <laughs> in Dancing with the Stars is always more talented. Yeah, always. 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 So, Brian, <laughs> question number four, please. Brady going long and right. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch. Hogan for the touchdown. 33 yards. All right, Tim Tebow, guys, mm. as we all know, is pursuing a career in professional baseball. Yes. Scouts will be attending a workout of his next week. Red Sox. Do you, and yes, the Red Sox are among them. Yeah. Do you want the Red Sox to kick the tires on a guy like Tim Tebow? I say, why the hell not? Why not? Care, why really? not? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's it's another way of saying why not. I just <laughs> don't care. Like, no, I don't want Tim Tebow to somehow end up in the starting lineup, but that'll never happen. The guy's athletic. If he can hit a baseball, How why athletic not? is he? How athletic he played in is high Tim school, Tebow? Like, well, we saw him play football, which is his number one sport, and he didn't succeed at that. Because he couldn't throw. He couldn't be a good quarterback. Okay. So do we believe that? <laughs> he's he's going <laughs> to fail at his top sport and then go to his second sport and succeed at a pro level? Well, what if he can hit, but he can't throw? DH him. Use him as a DH. I'm not saying the Red Sox, like, but just anyone. I don't know that he can hit. Wait, I doubt he can. The heir apparent to uh, David Ortiz? You haven't, wait, you haven't, maybe. You haven't seen the video of him, Dave? Oh, yeah. He was crushing the ball. Yeah, he was crushing it. He had some good BP? form. He had good form. He, he took BP. Yeah. yeah, there was video. Dave just said that he couldn't throw a football and in that, the sport and of that's football. That's what I'm saying. Use him as a DH. Make him an American League player and just DH him. I understand being athletic, okay? But, like, if you're talking about guys like Barry Sanders, you know, he was great at yeah. football. He, he was one of the best players to ever play football. Bo Jackson. Tim, Tim Tebow is not a guy that was even good at football, and that's his number one sport. There's no way he's going to succeed at pro baseball. Michael, no way. Michael Jordan could play basketball and then play baseball. One of the best of all time at basketball. Right. Because he's an athlete. Hey, right. Yeah, he was he was T- a decent baseball player, too. Tim Tebow's not an athlete. Well, and this is what I'm saying. The main differences between these crossover athletes that we're talking about is those other athletes were actually top dog in their specific number one sport. Tim Tebow couldn't start in the league for any team I'll, as a quarterback. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give you a <laughs> name. Except for the Denver Broncos briefly. For like a year. I'll give yeah. you a name. LeBron James. He could play baseball. Oh, he can do whatever basketball, the hell he wants. Football, soccer. The guy could do it all. Sure. He's an athlete. Right. Tim Tebow is not an athlete. There are guys that are great athletes that just can't play pro sports. Yeah. There's plenty of guys like that, and Tim Tebow is one of them. He couldn't play football. There's no way he can play baseball. Brian, should the Red Sox be interested in Tim Tebow? I say, why not? I mean, he he looked good. <laughs> no, no uh, I, I think if he can hit, he can he can play one of the corner outfield positions. He can play left field. He won't uh, play. Uh, he's he's more athletic than Hanley Ramirez, you know. But he's not as good at baseball. 
You sure about that? You, you, you've him, never seen him really play? I'm positive play. about that. He will never see the light. If he gets picked up by a pro baseball team, he'll never see the field. Brian, save except, this sound of Except Dave. for the TV ratings. He <laughs> might get out there as as like a pinch left fielder or maybe a pinch hitter. <laughs> let's, let's save this sound of Dave. And if like in a year, Tim Tebow is playing Major League Baseball, let's bring it back. It, it'll, be <laughs> like, <laughs> it'll be like watching John Lester try and hit. I guarantee you. he's He will not succeed at the pro level. Maybe in BP? Fine. He can hit the ball out of the park in BP. Almost anyone who well, lifts weights can do that uh, on a given basis. But let's see him face a fastball or a curveball, a pro fastball, a pro curveball. He's going to the Yankees. Going to the Yankees. I can only, I can only hope. They probably would. All right, question number <laughs> five, Brian. Brady going long and right. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch. Hogan for the touchdown. 33 yards. All right, guys, fifth and final question mm. here. Uh, tomorrow is kind of an interesting day. Apparently, it's National Gotopolis Day. Right. And I, I have no idea why that's a day, but uh, it is. Uh, every day is a day. It Are seems like in today's day and age, every day is some sort of day. Like we I actually have, have a calendar day. of days do up you? right now. Can you, uh, do you have it open right now? Yeah. So uh, what are some days that you see? Uh, August 21st, for example, was National Brazilian Blowout Day. Wow. See what I mean? Where'd that come from? August 22nd? National yeah. Tooth Fairy Day. What's my birthday? August 23rd. August 23rd was National Ride the Wind Day. All right, my and, birthday is and National, National Ride the Wind Day. National Sponge Cake Day. Are you a I fan love of Sponge Cake? Okay, so that makes sense. You were born on National Sponge Cake Day. Congratulations. <laughs> National Dog Day. I actually was just like, like a couple days ago. Yeah, it was. You're right about Wednesday. that. It was the 26th, National Dog Day, which is also National Web Mistress Day. Wow. Yeah, so, so if nice. you're a guy that has a web mistress, yeah. August 26th, <laughs> you missed it, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> Wait to so, the party. You know what's <laughs> ironic about that, though, what? is that August 26th is also National Women's Equality Day. All right. So, See, that's a good one. I like uh, that. Uh, but way, I mean, that's very off-putting. You have National is. Web Mistress Day kind on the same day as National Women's Equality Day. It's also National Cherry Popsicle Day is August 26th. <laughs> it's nonsense. Every Just day is a day. By the way, I'm going to be topless tomorrow. <laughs> so, so, my, so, my, so my question here in question number five yeah. uh, is if you had to designate an event that would be celebrated annually, mm -hmm. what would you do? National Supermarket Day, where everything at every supermarket across America is free. Free. You know yes. that would like people would get murdered, right? You would, people would yeah. die. <laughs> I mean, you'd get a lot of food, too. It would feed you for a year if you could pull it off correctly. So, yeah, I don't, I don't care what the repercussions are. I'm, stare, I'm staring here at National Toasted Marshmallow Day, okay? <laughs> On August 30th, if you want, you can S'mores. celebrate National Toasted Marshmallow Day. So, yeah, I want there to be a National Supermarket Day. Why do I care about the repercussions? Oh, this is tough. <laughs> Um, I would say National Dirty Laundry Day. What? So, so when when people have dirty laundry, uh -huh. you're obligated to wash those clothes okay. and dry those clothes. You should be doing I thought you were going to anyway. say you were obligated to wear those clothes. Because oh, that would make gross. things kind of interesting. <laughs> that would be gross. Here's my disgusting. dirty underwear. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we, I'm telling you. you Guys, yesterday was National Just Because Day. I'm not even kidding. I'm looking at, a, a, at a list of national days. I don't know what that means either. Does that mean like I come up to someone and hit them? Oh, Just Because. Hey, it's what? National Just Because Day. <laughs> Sorry, you got smacked. Just when, Because. When's National <laughs> Smile Day? Uh, I'm not seeing I'm only looking at August right now. Oh, all right. Yeah, this, this is, is ridiculous. Okay. I, no, but I just went back to yours, Mark. Like, Shouldn't you be obligated to do your laundry anyways? Not every day. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Brian, well, what about you? If you had to designate a day that would celebrate something annually, what would you go with? Uh, National Laptop Day, where they give like a huge discount on laptops. 
That's basically Black Friday. Yeah, it's that Black is, Friday. Yeah, yeah, but it's a bigger discount, and it's just laptops. But specifically for laptops, too. Just for laptops. Interesting. Interesting responses, guys. That, yeah. That, that is interesting. Well, I'm going uh, to September right now, too. Tomorrow seems like weird, though. National Top Topless Day? Day? I don't know what that's going to entail. Well, I mean, I do. I'm just saying I, I don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah, I hope I... Actually, like, I do. I do know I what that's going to look like. I hope that I catch some people <laughs> that are observing <laughs> National Topless Day. I mean, I, I can't say that I'm not hoping to catch that. Well, but tomorrow should be nice, so there's, go there's, no nice reason, there's no reason to have a day like that. <laughs> well, okay. Here's the situation, though. So, say... You're topless uh -huh. at the beach, uh -huh. and a policeman comes up to you. And it's says, National Topless Day. You guys say yeah. it's National Topless Day. You can't arrest me. I mean, it's a nationally recognized day. Yeah. So, technically, I don't think that they have any legal right to arrest you. No, they can't. <laughs> no, I don't. We'll find out about it more in the break. We've gone over here. <laughs> September 3rd, kind of exciting. It's National Tailgating Day. Ooh. It's also U.S. Bowling League Day. So, I wow. mean, if you've got a bowling league and you're a tailgating fan, September 3rd is your day. Yeah, I'm it's just an off day for the Sox. Mookie can go bowl. I'm amazed at how many days there are. <laughs> National Coffee Ice Cream Day, guys, is on September 6th, by the way, just in case you were looking for that. Labor Day is, what, the 5th this year? Yes. Guess what that is? It's Labor Day, but it's also National Cheese Pizza Day. We, we should have a There's nap a, There is a day for every, every day is a day. National, I'm not kidding. National Hate Roger Goodell Day. Well, there yeah, that's, that's, that's actually a good one. You know, and September 9th, by the way, coming up, that's National Teddy Bear Day. So <laughs> Love it. Go get yourself a teddy bear. Watch out for that. All right, that wraps up five <laughs> questions here on the Sports Blast live from the mall at Rockingham Park in Salem, Mass oh, Salem, New Hampshire. Excuse me. We'll be back right after this. Don't go anywhere. Brady going long and right. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch. Hogan for the touchdown. 33 yards. 1250 ESPN, New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. It's easy to hit a home run at Holloway Motorcars of Manchester, your authorized Mercedes-Benz commercial van dealer. We offer an honest, over-the-plate sales approach, no curveballs, and no sliders. Holloway has the right size vans for your business with a large in-stock variety of Sprinter vans, Metris vans, and the all-new Worker van. Check them out online at BenzVans.com or stop in and see us in Manchester on Gold Street off South Willow. Here comes the pitch. Swing. It's going. Going and gone. You're up. BenzVans.com. What's the best way to stay in shape and help children in need at the same time? By signing up for the Manchester 5K at Manchester5K.com, you'll be helping to feed orphan children from around the world through Visions International Missions. The race is Saturday, September 17th at 9 a.m. Registration is only $25 and it's easy to sign up. Just go to Manchester5K.com to get started. Make a difference in a child's life by running the Manchester 5K on September 17th. Proudly brought to you in part by Lifeline Financial Services, a bookkeeping company located in Manchester, New Hampshire. Come experience all the joys of living at Bedford Green. Only steps from the Merrimack River and Heritage Walking Trails, the Bedford Green offers some of the largest floor plans in the area with a convenient location only minutes from Manchester. Bedford Green is the town's newest luxury living address featuring granite counters, stainless steel appliances, natural light and spacious layouts, and offers easy accessibility to restaurants, shopping, and all the major highways. Visit BedfordGreenNH.com. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. Waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. 
something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. We. We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Sponsored by New Hampshire Homeland Security and Emergency Management in cooperation with the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters and this station. Captain Eric Lawrence needed help after a paralyzing injury in Afghanistan. PVA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from paralyzed veterans of America. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Patriots were on the road last night for preseason game number three. They topped the Panthers 19-17. We got to see a little bit from all three quarterbacks last night. Jimmy Garoppolo started the game. He went 9 of 15 for 57 yards. No touchdowns and no interceptions. Tom Brady just 3 of 9 for 76 yards, but he did connect with Chris Hogan for a touchdown. Jacoby Brissett went a perfect 9 of 9 passing for 85 yards and a touchdown. Steven Goskowski missed two field goals in the victory, and the defense ended up with three picks. Next up for the Pats, they take on the Giants at MetLife Stadium on Thursday before traveling to Arizona to kick off the regular season on September 11th. Stephen Wright made his first start in just over three weeks last night against Kansas City. It didn't go great. He gave up two homers and five earned runs in just the first inning. And despite a five-hit night from Mookie Betts, the Sox offense stranded 12 base runners on the way to a 6-3 loss to the Royals, their third straight defeat. With the loss, Wright falls to 13-6 on the year. Sox are now one game back of Toronto for the top spot in the AL East. They're one game up on Baltimore for the top wildcard spot. The team will try and bounce back tonight. It'll be David Price on the mound against Royals lefty Danny Duffy. First pitch from Fenway is at 7:10. You can hear the call of that game right here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from Macy's inside the mall at Rockingham Park in Salem right now. I know you're tired, I know you're hurting, and I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but that just wouldn't be our style. Pain heels, chicks dig scars, glory, last forever. Right on! Two, one, boost the ignition, and lift off. Without much further ado, it's time for the Blast Off. What is this? It's kind of like a free-for-all fun fest. ESPN New Hampshire. They're talking about their stats in 14-mile-an-hour-plus winds. The winds aren't going to be 14-plus miles an hour. We couldn't wait for the forecast to come out to find out that this story wasn't relevant at all. Shut up, Dave! 900 AM Nashua. There's a reason why he's playing back because he wants out. I don't want to hear your excuses! So you probably go to the Lakers just to live it up in L.A. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Now, how do you like them apples? I don't like the sound of them apples. And 12.50 a.m. Manchester. I've seen your picture somewhere. It's in the encyclopedia. It's the blast. The Sports Blast. Every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Right here on ESPN New Hampshire. I didn't know all that. This ends now! Final segment here on the Sports Blast. ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. It is the blast off. 
as we're coming at you live from the mall at Rockingham Park here in Salem, New Hampshire for the 11th annual Macy's Shop for a Cause. We're joined once again by Wendy McGuigan, the HR manager here at Macy's. Uh, really a fantastic day here, Wendy. A great turnout all around. It has been absolutely amazing. The customers are here, they're buying the shopping passes, and we're helping a very charitable cause. It's been phenomenal, really, and uh, this is something that we actually did last year, and we loved it. When we found out we were coming back again this year, we couldn't wait to get here because we just see all the people down here. I mean, Lori was telling us there's a DJ on the other side here of Macy's, so a, a lot going on here, really. The barbershop quartet, though, that was just my favorite thing ever. <laughs> that put the show way over the top for us. We've never yeah. done anything like that. That was, was pretty awesome. Map. Honestly, and I mean, I, just, I was just walking back there. You can smell popcorn in the air. There's cake here as well. I mean, a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, and it's not over today either. We're, I know ESPN New Hampshire is going to be back here tomorrow, uh, and you will obviously be here tomorrow as well, Wendy. Do you want to just talk about what, uh, what the people can get involved in over the course of the next two days? Sure. So tomorrow we have a whole host of events as well. We've got cake and coffee being served in our home department. Again, we've got popcorn. We have Cinderella walking around with lollipops. Mm -hmm. We've got a table for the kids to color while their parents are shopping. Um, the Barbershop Quartet should be back again tomorrow. They were just amazing. Um, but just a whole host of great shopping events, um, discounts all around the store with very few limits. Um, so this is the big time for you to come for your back-to-school shopping. And fathers and, and moms, bring your kids into the store. It's a big family event. And I know that uh, you want to get the message out to shoppers, but you also have another message for people who might be looking for some job opportunities. That's exactly right. I've been with Macy's for over 29 years, um, and we've got opportunities for people to start. I've got full-time, part-time uh, sales and support. We are very good to our associates, so come on out and you get your Macy's discount on top of all the sale prices, too, so it makes it a great place to shop, especially the holiday season. Sure. Wendy, thank you so much for coming on with us. We really, truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. You guys have been amazing today. Thank, thank you. Thank you so you, much. All right. That really is Wendy McGuigan, once again, the HR manager here at the Macy's at the mall at Rockingham Park. Really Phillies fan, stuff. but again, we forgive her for that. Phillies fan, but it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Go Eagles. But yeah, no, just in the final three minutes before we sign off here, guys, David Price on the Hill tonight, looking to continue. I was telling Brian yesterday, one good start tonight, and he's back in the threes for his ERA. I didn't think that was possible. Hey, what did I tell you last month? The, the ERA had consistently been dropping. And, you know, he hadn't had, uh, you know, great performances on a consistent basis. That's sort of the thing. He'll have three good, solid starts in a row, but not lights out. He hasn't had a lights out, like, vintage David Price performance. I, I haven't seen that yet. Well, and have you not been watching close. his last few starts? Look, he's come close a few times, all yes. right? But, but, and recently, obviously, he's improved uh, so much as over the course of the year. He's gotten gradually better, and he is one of those guys who I think as time goes on, he's going to get stronger. And that's a, sort of a backwards thing for pitchers. A lot of times, the more you're playing, you go the opposite direction. Yeah. David Price has gotten stronger all year. I'm still waiting for that Complete game shutout with, like, 15 strikeouts from David Price. You know, that hasn't happened. I want a truly dominant performance. Well, what about his last start against Tampa Bay? Eight innings, two hits, no earned runs, eight strikeouts. That's pretty good. That's solid. What, That's what are your expectations? No, no, no. Listen, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. David Price was billed as a $30 million starter, the ace of this rotation. I would like it if he had at least one performance this entire season where he went all nine, complete game, shutout, and 15 strikeouts. You mean like the, the start against the Braves, like in his second start in a Red Sox uniform? Yes. Yeah. Where he yeah. gave like 14 or 15 guys. Right. And that was an eight inning, 
eight-inning performance. I would like to see that dominant performance as we get down the stretch towards the postseason, so I have a little bit more confidence when it comes to the postseason where we've seen David Price has struggled throughout the course of his career. But guys, let's not forget that David Price has not really hit a roadblock this season, and I think he's been consistent but we just haven't seen that it factor that we need to see out of him. Yeah, that well, pizzazz. He's, never, that he's never been a bulldog, though. The only time that I've seen a bulldog but mentality we need to see that. is when he was playing the Red Sox in the 2008 ALCS as a rookie. Okay. And he was coming in from the bullpen. Yeah. That's the only time I've really seen that fiery Josh Beckett-like or John well, Lester-like attitude from David Price. And he might not be that kind of guy. That might not be his attitude. But, I mean, we've seen dominant performances from him in his career when he was with Tampa, when he was with... Uh, I feel like his first uh, outing with the Blue Jays was one of those where he went eight innings, zero earned runs, and 14 strikeouts. You know, we, we haven't seen that. I, want to, I just want to see him have a game where it's eight innings, no runs earned, maybe one to two hits... I'm not looking for a perfect game. I'm not even looking for a no-hitter out of this guy. I just want to see him get into double digits in the strikeout category, a big goose egg in the runs category, and I want to see him go deep into a game. We haven't really seen that yet. But you consider what he did last week against uh, Tampa, or that's at least a, his last night. That was a gem. That's yeah, fine. That, gem. that is yeah. absolutely but a great performance. If you get that every time out of price, uh, fine. I have no problems with that. He needs to bring his fierceness and fearlessness to the mound every single time he pitches. Because what that will do is not only give confidence to other pitchers, but it will actually have the Red Sox in World Series contention. Right. Because when you're mentally soft like this guy is, right, and you go up on the mound and you give up two walks, that becomes three, that becomes four, that becomes five walks. Yeah, you know, I walked right? four guys, but uh, when did you know, that, that can happen. It spirals, it spirals right out of control on you sometimes, and that's the way that it goes. You know, I try, I see, yesterday that's I tried baseball. to do the David Price impression, and then I stopped myself. I was like, I can't do it as well as Dave you can. can't. Dave, Dave <laughs> no, is like it's, a master of it. It's just, it's just <laughs> like his lack of care. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have that sort of fire that you want. You, you know, you want a guy in a post-game press conference after you give up like two, three home runs in a game, you want the guy to go out there and be like, that's on me. That's my fault. I'm the yeah. ace of this rotation. I'm getting paid a hell of a lot of money to be the ace. Instead, you know, like sometimes you give up three home runs in a game. You know, one happens and then the second one happens. Then, you know, you give up a third one and you're just not on a roll. It just wasn't my night. All right, guys, like, in the yeah. final... In the final 50 or so seconds here, I just want to wrap up what we've been doing down here at the uh, mall at Rockingham Park, uh, the 11th annual Macy's Shop for a Cause. Just a great event, Incredible. great place to bring the family. Come on down today. Come on down tomorrow. Absolutely. There's really no reason not to. It's yeah, fun. you got another day of this, so so if you've missed out today, don't miss out tomorrow. It's fun. you got a bunch of deals here. you got a lot of activities going on. It's literally like an arts and grass festival. Tickets for Whale's Tale. There's tickets for Canopy Lake. Yeah. There's Loon Summer Passes. Get down here. No. You have to come down get here. Get down here. You need to All enjoy right, this well, stuff. We got to get out of here. Yep. Sunday sit down will be here tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Don't so miss look that. To them. Don't mm -hmm. miss that. And we will see you next week. See ya. Peace. An ESPN Radio Extra Point with George Sedano.